Welcome to episode 322 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. If you want to burn fat, gain energy, and enhance your health by changing when you eat, not what you eat, with no calorie counting, then this show is for you. I'm Melanie Avalon, biohacker, author of What, When, Wine, and creator of the supplement line Avalon X. And I'm here with my co-host, Vanessa Spina, sports nutrition specialist, author of Keto Essentials, and creator of the Tone Breath Ketone Analyzer and Tone Lux Red Light Therapy Panels. For more on us, check out ifpodcast.com, melanieavalon.com, and ketogenicgirl.com. Please remember, the thoughts and opinions on this show do not constitute medical advice or treatment. To be featured on the show, email us your questions to questions at ifpodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. So pour yourself a mug of black coffee, a cup of tea, or even a glass of wine if it's that time and get ready for the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Hi friends, I'm about to tell you how to get three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of premium grass-fed, grass-finished steak tips, all for free, plus $20 off. That's right, we're talking pounds of meat for free, plus $20 off. Friends, I love meat and seafood. My favorite way to get it is ButcherBox. It has been for years, and it's one of those things where I just sort of become more and more obsessed the more I use it. Especially with all the greenwashing that's going on today with meat and seafood, there's a lack of transparency, it can be hard to know what you're actually getting, and it can be expensive. ButcherBox addresses all of that. By directly partnering with farmers and fishermen, ButcherBox cuts out the middleman of the grocery store and directly delivers delicious meat and seafood straight to your door, and they have the highest standards. Their salmon, for example, is wild-caught. Their beef is 100% grass-fed and 100% grass-finished. Their chicken is free-range and organic, and it all tastes delicious. I love their chicken, love their meat, love their seafood. They have amazing scallops as well. And you can really find the collection of food that you want that works for you and your family. They have curated boxes, so you can get exactly what you want as fresh as possible because yes, meat and seafood that is immediately frozen is fresher than meat that is waiting out and never frozen. That's because it's frozen at its peak of freshness. It's funny because people kind of think it would be the opposite. Like, oh, I need never frozen meat and seafood. No, 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 no. You want frozen. You want meat and seafood that was immediately frozen and then shipped to you, which is what ButcherBox does. I eat a lot of steak at restaurants. ButcherBox's filets are divine, way better than anything I would get at a restaurant. Their other cuts are amazing as well. With their seafood, I know I can trust them that I'm actually getting what they say because yes, there is a lot of scams in the seafood industry and their chicken also tastes amazing. It's free range and organic and tastes delicious. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner and ButcherBox has an incredible offer for our audience. You can have your choice of a weeknight meal essential for free in every order for a whole year. Just go to butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use ifpodcast to choose either three pounds of organic chicken thighs, two pounds of grass-fed, grass-finished ground beef, or one pound of grass-fed, grass-finished premium steak tips plus $20 off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast and use code ifpodcast 
to choose your free offer and get that $20 off. Butcherbox.com slash ifpodcast with code ifpodcast. I will put all this information in the show notes. One more thing before we jump in. Did you know that common ingredients found in skincare and makeup products can actually disrupt your endocrine system? These endocrine disruptors are a silent threat that can have significant impact on your health, including something that is very important to me, fertility. Your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it matters. Endocrine disruptors are chemicals that interfere with the natural hormonal communication in the body. It also matters during pregnancy. And that's one of the reasons I pay close attention to what I put on my skin while being pregnant. Studies have shown that exposure to endocrine disruptors can affect both male and female fertility. For women, these disruptors can lead to irregular menstrual cycles, ovulation issues, and even polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. In men, they can reduce sperm quality and quantity, making it even more challenging to conceive. But it's not just about fertility. When it comes to fat loss, one of the reasons that endocrine disruptors can get in the way of fat loss is because a lot of our toxins are actually stored in our fat. It's a way that our bodies protect us from those toxins. These toxic compounds can even work synergistically, amplifying their harmful effects and making it that much harder to shed unwanted body fat. All of these reasons are why I am obsessed with a company called Beauty Counter. The founder actually started the company when she learned about the potential dangers of toxic chemicals and their link to health issues, specifically miscarriages and infertility. While pregnant, I make sure to only use Beauty Counter products. It's one of the only makeup lines that is officially recommended from the Environmental Working Group. What really sets Beauty Counter apart is their unwavering commitment to protecting us, the consumer consumers from the hidden dangers that lurk in conventional beauty products. Beauty Counter goes above and beyond, rigorously screening every single ingredient that goes into their products, ensuring that they are safe, clean and free from harmful toxins. They're not just a beauty brand, they're a movement for change, advocating for stronger regulations in the beauty industry. With Beauty Counter, I know that I can trust that the skincare and makeup that I use are not only effective, but also safe for me and my family. They have skincare lines for every skin type, as well as so many other incredible products. I absolutely love their overnight resurfacing peel. It's my favorite way to get anti-aging benefits in a skincare product. The makeup is absolutely amazing. I have tried alternative beauty products in the past and none of them truly performed. But with Beauty Counter, the foundation is so amazing. It makes me feel like my skin can breathe and it looks so dewy and beautiful. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. New customers can use the code CLEANFORALL20 for 20% off their first order. Beautycounter.com slash Vanessa Spina. All right, friends, now back to the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode number 322 of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. I'm Melanie Avalon, and I'm here with Vanessa Spina. Hello. I feel like it's been so long. It feels like ages. Like I'm so happy that we're back at it. Me too. So what is new in your life? You've been gallivanting about the world. Yes. We just got back from absolutely stunning Greek islands, which is one of our favorite places to go. And we go to this absolutely beautiful resort. It's actually a design hotel, but it's for 
families and young kids mostly. So everyone there has a one or two year old or multiples. And it's really fun because it makes it so easy and casual to like go to eat because they have baby seats already set up. And then if your kid makes a mess, like you don't care because they're like used to doing that. And if your kid screams, there's two other kids who are screaming more. So it's like very nice to just be in that kind of environment. And it's super easy because we do like this half boards. So they have breakfast and dinner. And it is one of the most like phenomenal like buffets that I've ever experienced. Like it's just such high quality food and it's Greek food, which is amazing. We just had an, an incredible time. And they have this thing every night called the baby disco. <laughs> So after dinner, we usually go and like watch the sunset at the beach. And then at 8.15, all the babies and the parents gather in this area they call the place. Like they also have like movies and stuff there. And they do baby disco for like half an hour. And they just do songs and all the babies like dance along. And so at the beginning, Luca was really overwhelmed. And at the end, he was like doing all the moves. And it was so adorable. Like it's some of the most adorable like videos I've ever taken of him. Like at one point they all had sombreros on and they were dancing along to the music. And it was just like, it was so unbelievably cute. And then like the babies, some of them, like one of this one girl, like tried to dance with Luke and like was kissing him. It's just like so cute. Cause they're like one and a half. Like, you know, it's just, it's the most adorable thing ever. So we had an incredible time, like recharge, all the sun, all the grounding in the water, playing on the beach all day, swimming in the ocean. Like I feel incredible right now. That's so amazing. I was telling you, I was thinking of you while we were there. Oh, I'm so excited to hear. Yeah. So this buffet, I'm telling you, it's amazing. Of course, they have like all the things. The breakfast buffet is like insane and the dinner every night is different and just, it's just like a never ending and just so amazing. But Every morning and every night, they have this like station, you know, near the salads, and they have this like several different types of cucumbers, and they're all peeled. And some of them are in like sections, like long sections, others are in like, you know, just slices, and then they have cubed, and it's just like this is like a cucumber, like. <laughs> just like this cucumber like section and you know I love like cucumbers like sometimes just the seeds like the seeded part in the middle and they have like these long like stems of them and stuff so every time I went to get cucumbers I was laughing so, like Melanie would love this as well it's just like all peeled for you all sliced all done and it's like unlimited <laughs> And it's different types of cucumbers yeah they have a few different types and then of course because it's grease they have Greek salad every night, which is like basically cucumber base and then, you know, like fresh feta and, and peppers and tomatoes and stuff. But it's just like the freshest food. So amazing. But the cucumbers are like, it's just so nice to just, I don't know, have a break from cooking, have a break from from meal prep. And I was like, Melanie would definitely appreciate this cucumber situation as well. I would wipe out that section. <laughs> it would be gone. And they have amazing fresh fish, like every night, fresh seafood. Yeah. It's just, it's a dream. So they have blueberries. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, they didn't have blueberries cause they're not in season there, but they had fresh strawberries and they grow a lot of the food that they serve there on the property gardens. So it's like so organic. They have this amazing organic garden that you can go tour and it's, yeah, it's really high quality, amazing food. So you can, whatever kind of diet you're doing, 
you can keep up. And then I switch up my intermittent fasting when we're there and I do like the breakfast and then fast till dinner. So it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. But how have you been? I've been good. Do you want to help me with my current conundrum? Of course. Okay. I, f- I don't know if I should share this because I feel like it's going to make me sound crazy and neurotic, but I guess we're way past that point anyways. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I love wine, right? At home, I honestly, I only drink dry farm wines, which listeners have heard me talk about all the time. Oh, I guess they don't deliver to Europe. I've only, I tried it at KetoCon once. That was a while ago, probably, right? Yeah. And I had a friend who at some point she wanted to set one up over here. They really should do European delivery. Yeah. So basically for listeners who aren't familiar, it's not like a brand of wine. They go all throughout Europe and they find all the wineries that are practicing organic practices. And then they test the wines to make sure that they are low sugar, low alcohol, organic, free of mold, free of toxins, all the things. So it's really only the wine I drink because it is what makes me feel really amazing still the next day. So when I go out, I just look, and I think I've talked about this at length, but when I go out, I just look up all the wines on the wine list and I try to find the ones that are organic at whatever given restaurant. Because normally, if it's like a nice restaurant and you look up all the wines, normally some of the wineries are practicing organic practices. And then I normally even go like one step further and I'll try to find that alcohol content and try to find ones that are 13% or less alcohol by volume. Dry farm wines is 12.5% or less in any case. So that's what works for me. But coming up is my brother's wedding this weekend. So it's the rehearsal dinner on Friday and then the wedding on Saturday, which Vanessa, I cannot... (laughs) It is not my skill set to like go out and do something very social two nights in a row. It's just not. I cap out at like once per week. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like going out and it's funny because I'm an introvert and I love going out. I love it, but I have to recover the next day. I'm already a little stressed at like going because it's kind of far. It's like an hour and a half away. So going to the rehearsal dinner, coming back an hour and a half, going to bed, rinse and repeat an hour and a half there, wedding, and then coming back. So all of that to say, if it was just one event, I would just suck it up and like drink the wine. So like if I was like just going to the wedding, I would, you know, drink the wine there. It'll be fine. You know, live and let live. But I don't want to drink not organic wine on the rehearsal dinner and then go to the wedding the next day because I don't know how it'll make me feel. And like literally, it's not like I go crazy. I just don't feel well now when I don't drink organic wine. So the question is, at the rehearsal dinner, can I like bring up my own bottle of wine? Why not? I mean, here's the caveat. It's at a winery. Ugh. <laughs> Yikes. Can I like hide it in my purse? Like, and then like, like pour the wine in the trash and like, no, that's legit something I would do. I would like put it in a nondescript bottle or something and just bring it because like no one would really know or care, but you know, I'm, I'm very specific about certain things like that. And like, I would say if it was anywhere other than a winery, like go for it. But yeah, if it is at a winery, what I would do would probably be to like put it in something else, like a water bottle, something that looks like a water bottle and just like, Oh, I have my wine, my wine bottle. So like when I went and saw Moulin Rouge, I got this amazing Moulin Rouge aluminum water bottle. 
but it's actually my wine bottle. <laughs> so, That's perfect. You're all set. Okay. So maybe I'll just do that. Although people are going to be like, because the Dry Farm Wines wine is very light. Like it doesn't look dark. People might be like, where is that from? I'm like, well, I don't know. Yeah. I would just like be like, look over there. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Just ask them a question about themselves. And yeah, they'll instantly be distracted. This is true. One of my friends, actually Scott, my business partner, I was asking him, he was like, he's like, just bring a 20, go up to the server beforehand. (laughs) Be like, can you just fill my glass with this wine instead? That's a great idea. I would go with either of those, but it, it depends like how the wait staff is. Like if the wait staff works for the winery or if they're like, contracted in or something because they might have rules (laughs) about that so and you're like going up to like the owner's son or something oh man so the things I stress about and again like if it was just like the one event I would just suck it up but I want to feel really sparkly at the wedding you should it's your brother's wedding yeah everybody else is staying down there but as you know traveling stresses me out so literally that's why I'm like going there coming back going there coming back You got to do what works for you (laughs) and not worry about what anyone else thinks. Thank you. Thank you. For listeners, though, so if you'd like to get your own Dry Farm Wines, you can get it at dryfarmwines.com slash ifpodcast, and that gets you a bottle for a penny. Okay. I have one announcement, but just first, do you go to a lot of weddings? Are weddings different in Prague? I mean, we had our wedding here, and it was amazing. It was like a fairy tale. Was it at a castle? It was at, we had it in this like beautiful place called the Hall of Mirrors, which is like this incredible chapel. It looked like an Italian, like just frescoed, like just absolutely stunning, like roof and room and everything. But we took a horse-drawn carriage after from there all through the city, like through this main town, old town, over the bridge, and then to the Mandarin where we had our reception. And... I just felt like a princess because we had the horse-drawn carriage. There's just so many things about Prague that are like a fairy tale. Weddings are pretty much the same here. They have some like different traditions, but they're not all that different. It's what definitely wedding season now because there's like a stag party or a stagette or a, like a hen's party. <laughs> People call it that in England. Is that like a bachelor party? Wait, a stag's party. What is that? Stag is like, yeah, bachelor party, stagette. And then they also like, there's a lot of Brits that come here for those events. And some of them are called like a hens, hens something like for the women. (laughs) I don't know all the terms, but you regularly just see people in like crazy costumes. Like if they're with their guy friends or things like, you know, on their stagette or stag party. Wow. Awesome. Because I feel like I have a lot of family in Germany, and I feel like they talk about weddings being days and days long. Oh, yeah. They definitely, like, traditional Czech weddings can be like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, one quick announcement for listeners, because we finally just made a decision about this. We were really on the fence. So I have four supplements out to date, and the last thing we did, I think, maybe, or... I don't know if it was this last or the magnesium nightcap, but in any case, we um, released a large bottle subscription option for my Peptase, and 
The benefits of that is it's more sustainable for the environment because it's less bottles, less shipping costs, and it saves money for everybody. So everybody wins. Helps your wallet, helps the planet, all good things. So we don't currently have a subscription out for Burbrain, which I love Burbrain. For listeners who are concerned with their blood glucose levels, it is amazing for modulating blood sugar levels. It's been found to be comparable to metformin, the pharmaceutical, and then it has a lot of benefits beyond that, like cholesterol lowering. It can even support longevity pathways like AMPK, which is something that we talk about a lot with fasting. So that's super cool. Beneficial effects on the gut microbiome all cool things. So I've been getting a lot of requests for a subscription for it. And we wanted to do the large bottle because people were loving the large bottle idea. But here's the thing. We aren't quite sure how people are currently taking it. Like we don't know how often, how many, because people seem to be all over the place. The general recommendation is two of them before meals. So you could do that once or twice a day. We don't know what size bottle to create and how many capsules to put in it. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a special trial launch special where you guys get to help us know what you want when it comes to large bottle. So on 777, okay, so July 7th at 7pm, we're going to launch Burbrain subscriptions with two options. So you can either get two bottles of the normal bottles every two months or three bottles of the normal bottles every three months. That will help us know sort of how often you guys are wanting to get the Burberry and how many. And from there, we'll make the large bottles So hopefully that wasn't confusing. Basically, this is a chance for A, you to get an amazing launch special on the subscription and help us figure out what you guys want so we can make the best large bottle option possible. And just in case you're wondering, I've learned so much about the supplement industry. Like before this, I would have been like, it's no big deal. Can't you just make like multiple options? But friends, it is not that easy. (laughs) You're like committing to order numbers and it's basically a pretty solid decision that we have to make. So that's why we're doing this trial run. So you can get updates at avalonx.us slash email list or text updates by texting Avalon X to 877-861-8318. And doing that also gets you a 20% off coupon code. Okay, that was so long. Yes, Vanessa, I'm excited for you to maybe enter the supplement world with me. Me too. Yeah, I'm super excited for the first one, Tone Protein. And yeah, I think it's going to be just really exciting. I love creating things and just like creating all the things that go with it, especially the design aspects. It's just such a satisfying process, you know, to create something, especially when it's something that you feel passionately about, you know, like mitochondrial health or ketones or protein, like it, or, you know, serapeptase or magnesium, like it really lines up with like your values and what you are passionate about. So I think it's, yeah, it's really thrilling. Thank you. And how can listeners get on your email list for updates about what you'll be creating? Yes. If you go to toneprotein.com, you can sign up to be the first to know when we announce and release and also get you know access to exclusive sales and promotions and all the things. So that's toneprotein.com. Awesome. And for listeners, something I love about Vanessa, you're just such a boss woman. Like anytime I text you about anything... I don't even blink and then it's done. (laughs) You're like, I'm doing it. 
you just like jump. You're just, you're amazing. Thank you for saying that. It really, sometimes I just feel like I'm running all these businesses, like flying by the seat of my pants. So like, it feels really nice to hear that. And yeah, thank you. You know, you're really efficient at like executing things and you're doing it all with a child, which blows my mind. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So, but in any case, shall we jump into some questions for today? Yes, I would love to. I was previewing the questions yesterday and was really excited for these ones. Awesome. So would you like to read the first one? Yes. We have a question from Dina and the subject is blood test. Hello. What is the blood test or genetic testing that you recommend to figure out which foods suit me best? Thank you. Awesome, Dina. Thank you for your question. Or Dinah, Dina. What did you say? What do you think it is? Dina? Dina, probably. Yes. Dina, Dina. So I have a curveball answer for this question. I wonder if you can guess. I mean, I know you work with Inside Tracker. We work with Inside Tracker. But I also know like you did a bunch of testing with, was it the Zoe? Mm. Okay, you're get- oh, that didn't even occur to me. Okay, you're that's a good one too. Okay, you're very close. So I will talk about inside tracker as well. But actually, because when people think of what foods work for them, you know, they're wanting to do a blood test. Often they're thinking of things, I mean, like Dina said, so like a IgG sensitivity blood test or an IgE panel. So to clarify, IgE would be That's more, quote, concrete. So if you do an IgE blood panel, which is something that even a conventional doctor is probably more likely to test, that will show you what you are actually allergic to. So for example, I'm allergic to wheat, which was so exciting when I found out because I'd been gluten-free way before that. So then I felt like I officially could say no to gluten-containing things. I do know that there's more to wheat than just gluten, but in any case, and then I'm also, I have an IgE reaction to sesame. Do you know if you have any IgE food allergies? My main one is, is gluten. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that's IgE. Then there's IgG, which is the very debated food sensitivity topic. The debate is because basically IgG are markers of the immune system memory to things that you've been exposed to, like often foods. And some people say that you have IgG just to things that you're eating anyways, that it doesn't necessarily indicate an allergy or a sensitivity. Other people say that if you have a sealed gut, you wouldn't be reacting to those proteins. So it's a whole debate. I don't know. Where do you, where do you stand on that debate, Vanessa? I don't really have an opinion on it, actually. I don't think I know enough about it. Okay. Well, that's a nice place to be because it's because <laughs> it's um it's stressful. <laughs> um, also, I really respect you in saying one of my favorite things. Maybe we talked about this. One of my favorite things is just reserving the right to not have an opinion, especially in today's world where everybody has an opinion about everything all the time. So I love that like concept. You don't have to have an opinion. It's very freeing. So that's that world. And I honestly, and I realized I opened this by saying I was going to give my answer and I went on a rabbit hole, but for the IgG, I don't really have a go-to recommendation. Historically, I have done a few different ones, but I honestly, I don't have like a go-to for that. And then genetic testing, 
So I'll circle back to Inside Tracker because they do provide that. Hi, friends. This episode is brought to you in part by AG1. Some of our listeners have really had wonderful experiences with AG1, and we wanted to highlight some of them on the show. Mary Jane says, I feel better on days when I open up with a scoop of AG1 and a scoop of Cynthia's creatine powder in some Anna Lemma water. I find that I make better slash healthier food choices after and when I've experimented with a CGM or continuous glucose monitor, my blood sugar is more stable overnight. That said, we are all individuals, so what works for me might not be your jam. My husband originally got AG1, but once I added creatine and analemma, it was a game changer for me, really. I've noticed increased energy, less brain fog, and more REM and deep sleep, too. If you would like to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. To get this incredible offer, just go to drinkag1.com slash ifpodcast. And once again, the link is drinkag1.com slash ifpodcast and check it out. Now back to our show. But all of that to say, the first thing I think of when it comes to food reactions is actually wearing a CGM. So that does relate to Zoe, like Vanessa was saying. And the reason I recommend that is because if you're wearing a continuous glucose monitor, you're going to see how different foods are affecting your blood sugar. So not necessarily an allergy per se or a sensitivity per se, but you are going to see what foods are suiting you because it's going to show you metabolically with your metabolic health what is best supporting your blood sugar levels so that you're not getting crazy spikes or so that your blood sugar is not staying elevated. On top of that, some people will also say, I feel like, Vanessa, did you maybe talk about this in your book? Some people will say that if you do have a sensitivity to a food that you might get a blood sugar spike just from the sensitivity aspect of it. I did talk about it in the book. I'm pretty sure. I think you did. Do you still feel that way or do you not have an opinion? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's really interesting because like you can get so much insight from measuring your blood glucose. And I think that it's definitely like a one form of feedback. Like I wouldn't say it's the be all end all, but it like if you are spiking after, if your blood glucose is spiking after something that maybe shouldn't necessarily be spiking so much after, it could give you some some insight. But I remember it was one of the things I would get the most questions about that people were like, can I use this to identify sensitivities? So I just find the interpersonal variability on reactions to foods to be fascinating. But yeah, it, it could definitely maybe tr signal something to look into more. Yeah. So, and there's that. And then I know some people, I haven't actually, I haven't sat down and done a test for this, but I have noticed it, which is if you get, so like after eating, if you feel like your blood pressure is going up or you get an adrenaline response, that can often be a sign of reacting to the food. And then I don't remember who talked about this. Oh man, I wish I could remember. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. One person was saying that what you could do, oh man, okay, make sure I say this correctly. It had to do with time perception. I'm going to have to find it. It was something about where using a met, is it a metronome? Something that like taps for time, metronome. 
Yeah, there's one on my, I'm not a musical person. <laughs> Metronome sets like the, the pace, yeah. Yes. So I'm going to have to circle back to this and figure out what they said. But it was something about using a metronome for time perception before or after eating a food. And if you are reacting to the food, you would perceive the time differently because of the adrenaline response. I was like, whoa, that's next level. (laughs) That's next level. (laughs) But so in any case, and then Zoe actually would be a really good example. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I had Tim Spector on the Melanie Avalon biohacking podcast. Have you had him on your on the Optimal Protein podcast? I haven't, no. Let me know if you'd like me to connect you to him. Yeah, thank you. So he has the Zoe program and they actually pair up a CGM with a food. So basically you eat these, we've talked about it a lot in the show. You eat these muffins. Oh my God, the muffins. Oh, you so you've done it? No, but I remember listening that you... You had to eat the muffins and you were like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to it. <laughs> but like you, you were kind of maybe stalling on it a bit or something. Oh, I was majorly stalling. Cause I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be after fasting for so long, after not eating processed food for so long, the idea of sitting down, eating a processed sugary, fatty convection, and then like just sitting with that and like not like, I knew it was going to like majorly create cravings. And then I was going to have to like not eat. Like <laughs> I was like, this is going to be miserable. Yeah. I would feel the same way. And I remember you, you might've been listening, but Jen and I kept debating because Jim was like, you're going to hate the muffins. And I was like, I'm going to love the muffins. Yes. I remember you talking about that. And I was like, she's probably going to love the muffins. That muffin, Vanessa, I still think about it. Like I can taste, I, I was, oh, it was so good. Was it because she didn't think they were that great or she said it was hard to finish them yeah but if your receptors have been totally reset from not eating any kind of confectionery like that like even the most like basic like (laughs) gluten-free like basic muffin would probably taste amazing yeah no it literally I watched my brain light up like a drug I was like this is a drug (laughs) And then it was so sad. I had one bite and I was so sad because I was like, this feels amazing and it's going to be over soon. And then I have to like sit there. (laughs) It was so awful. Oh, man. And then interestingly, I did do a um, a poll in my Facebook group after and I asked people, there was like four options. It was, do you eat processed foods? Did you like the muffins? Do you eat processed foods? Did you not like the muffins? Do you not eat processed food? Did you like the muffins? Do you not eat processed foods? Do you not like the muffins? And it was exactly what I predicted. People who normally eat processed foods did not like the muffins. And people who don't eat processed foods liked the muffins. Yeah, I would have guessed that. Yes. All that to say, with that experiment, it actually helps you know how you clear carbs and fat. So do you clear carbs better? from the bloodstream or fat. And I actually have some thoughts about their... What were your results? I don't think I ever heard. It was what I thought that I am better with fats, actually. That's interesting because I remember, I think Jen found out that it confirmed that she would not be optimal for keto or something like that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, I remember her saying like it was showing that like that's why 
all those years ago when she tried keto, it didn't work for her. And now she kind of knows that it's because she doesn't clear it fat well. Yeah. Yeah. She did have a whole thing with that. My primary issue with the program, and I think it's a great program, but, and I talked to Tim about this when I interviewed him, but my primary thing is that the conclusion they draw if you don't clear fat well, there's not a low carb muffin. There's no setup for people to clear fat in the absence of carbs. It's a higher carb, lower fat, and then it's a higher fat, lower carb, but it's not low carb. So I don't know if you can get the information that you need from it. And then on top of that, the irony is that it might say that you're a, you know, not good at clearing fat. And that might actually mean that a low-carb diet would be really good for you because it's signaling that you're not, that you need a different context to deal with fat. This is just my opinion. So the conclusion they draw, like if you don't clear fat well, you should not be having fat. I think some people, those might actually be the perfect people to go on a low-carb diet. Not necessarily a high-fat diet, but a low-carb diet, which is the opposite of what they recommend. All of that to say, oh, you also get a gut microbiome test with it. So all that to say, this is getting very long links for people. So if you would like to get a CGM, get NutriSense and you can save $30. Just go to NutriSense.io slash IF podcast and use the coupon code IF podcast and that will save you $30 and it will get you one month of free dietitian support. And what I love about NutriSense People love the dietitian support option. It's super cool. Like you actually, from your results, and it's optional, of course, you don't have to talk to anybody, but it gives you so much data. Like when you download the app, there's just so much data there. It can be hard to interpret it or know what it means. Did I even say what a CGM is? I don't know if I did. It's something that you put on your arm and it measures your blood sugar via your interstitial fluid around the cells constantly. So you get a continuous picture of your blood sugar levels 24-7 for two weeks. So it's very telling. And like I said, it will really help show what foods are appropriate for you. So $30 off with the code IFPODCAST at nutrisense.io slash IFPODCAST, and that will get you one month of free dietitian support. And if you would like to try Zoe, I thought we had an IFPODCAST code, but I'm not finding it. So you can actually use the coupon code MELANIEAVALON10, and that will get you 10% off their program. And then lastly, for blood and genetic tests. So I do love Inside Tracker. On the blood side of things, they're not going to give you food sensitivity options. It's more about biomarkers related to metabolic health, longevity, all of those things. It's all the things you really need to be testing to get a clear picture of your health, your metabolic status, but gives you something called your inner age, which is your, quote, biological age. And so you can kind of see how young you are on the inside. And you can track your levels of everything over time, which is a game changer for me. And they actually just added some women's biomarkers, which is super cool. So they added estrogen, progesterone, and TSH. And then right before that, they had recently added ApoB, which I'm very excited about. Oh, I have a really quick story, Vanessa. So doctors in in Prague, is the whole medical system completely different or is it similar? It's quite different, I would say, but in like good ways and, and some good ways and some negative ways, it's quite different. Do you guys have insurance companies? Yes, they have 
like everyone who's here has to have like state insurance and they used to have private insurance companies. Now they're kind of like debating in parliament what they're doing with that. But what's fascinating is that if you go to the hospital, like when we first got here, I spilled like hot tea on my leg and we had to go to the emergency and I paid like just cash at the hospital for being seen by the doctor and getting medication. It was like $4. Whoa, really? Yeah, because they still have this like state sort of like communist kind of style like medical system where no one pays for medical and they they don't have the same systems where like the prices kind of get like inflated and stuff too by all the insurers. So like, even if you're here and you don't have insurance and something happens to you, you will never like go bankrupt or broke or something like that because something happens. And then they really are not like a litigious society. So I always find this kind of funny, but say you like slip and fall on someone's property, like in North America, sometimes people sue for that. You can't sue for like damages. You just like, there's a schedule of like, if you broke like your knee or you broke, like you twisted your ankle, like you get this much money. Like if you just get like, like a small like fee, <laughs> but it's like all preset instead of like these crazy like settlements and stuff. So it's quite different. <laughs> Does that work well? Because it just stops people from, I don't know, like all this, I don't want to say drama because, you know, justice can be served, but I don't know. Does it make things easier? I think in a way it sets like a tone of self-responsibility. So it's like, okay, if something happens, it's more so about like your self-responsibility. Like if like that, if you spilled hot beverage on yourself from a place, even if they didn't have like a warning label on it, like you could never sue for like millions or something like that. Like they would just throw you out. They would just like laugh you out out of there because they'd be like, well, you spilled the coffee or, you know, it's just so it's a different it, there's a lot of things that they have different mindset mentality about. So, but it's really interesting, like as a North American, like to be an expat and like compare and contrast the two systems. Cause there's, there's also things about it here that I, I really don't love. <laughs> like, like when you give birth, you don't like necessarily have a private room assigned to you. It's only if there's like enough private rooms. And that's kind of one of the leftovers of that, like socialist system that, is kind of like weird where you'd be like, well, why don't they just give everyone like a private room? <laughs> so there's definitely like things that I love and things that I don't love as much. And you had Luca there? Yeah, I, ha- I gave birth to him here and it, it was a wonderful experience. And we were lucky that we ended up getting private rooms so that we could all be together because during COVID, if you, if you didn't have a private room, your partner just couldn't be there at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have a a lot of friends here who had like really bad experiences where like their partner couldn't be there or could just come for an hour or two for visiting hours. I mean, things got so wonky all over the world <laughs> during COVID. So, but yeah, that was like a w- very stressful thing. So I was like, oh my God, I hope I get a private room and you can be there with us. And and luckily, you know, we did get that, but I definitely had thoughts at times of just like going back to Canada, North America and, you know, giving birth there. But, but we were at a really top hospital. What year did you have him? In 2021. Oh, wow. Did you have to wear a mask during delivery? No, thank God. It was like right after that. But yeah, there were definitely like situations that people went through that were just so horrible, (laughs) like having to wear a mask during labor. I've heard some stories that are just pretty horrendous, but 
yeah, thankfully everything is pretty much back to normal now. But yeah, di- totally different systems. But why do you ask? Quick question. How long were you in labor? I was in labor for like two and a half days. I can't do it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Like I actually have my whole life was my biggest fear was childbirth. I think that's my biggest fear. Why I'm <laughs> every time I would be like in a stressful situation, I'd be like, Well, at least I'm not pregnant right now and gonna have to give birth. Like it would always make you feel better. But your your body's like built to do it, which you know, in the end made me feel better. But I actually had to be induced. Like my pregnancy was so amazing and and like f- like seamless and smooth, but I didn't like Luca just wasn't coming out and he was like two weeks late. So I had to be induced. And then like I wasn't progressing and then his heartbeat started slowing. So after like two and a half days, I just got so exhausted. And the doctor was like, I think we should do a C-section now before it gets like more complicated and like stressful and you're going to have to be unconscious. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's just do it. And it ended up being amazing. Like I barely have a C-section scar. Recovery went really well and also used red light (laughs) for my recovery. And I have like no C-section card, but I'm going on so many <laughs> tangents right now. No, I love it. I love it. Man, I feel like if I had a baby, I'd like outfit that that delivery room, be like, let's bring in the red light. Let's like <laughs> some cold therapy. I'm definitely bringing it this time because I started the red light therapy like quite a bit after giving birth and having the scar. And I still can like, you can barely see that I even have a scar. It's crazy. So I only imagine just the internal and external healing that'll happen this time that I've got all these like super powerful panels and I'm going to bring one with me. And yeah, it's definitely like, we'll see Yeah, how things go the next time around. But yeah, I definitely could see you outfitting your room with like a whole bunch of biohacking tools and things. Oh, yes. Wow. And did you have your red light at that time? Your product? No, it was before it was before that. I was still like researching at that point. So I think I had a different red light, like but I didn't think about it at the time to use it. So many things. And how can people get your panels? What's your link? Oh, thank you. The panels that I created are called the Tone Lux and they are at ketogenicgirl.com. You can check out the three panels that I have there. And yeah, thank you for asking. I thought about it, although now I have one other tangent. I am so sorry. When you spilled the tea on your knee, whenever I hear that, I think about the time that I spilled on my knee, which I feel like, because I feel like people hear that, they're like, oh, that's not bad. No. If you have spilled like coffee or tea, it is the most painful thing. I can't believe that happened to you too. It was coffee, but yeah. And, and the memory from it, you know when you have like a memory that's like so impactful, it's in slow motion in your head? Yeah. <laughs> Just like assuming. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. This is on my list. I, there's like a few key memories where I've seen like very attractive people and it's in slow motion in my head. And I have this memory of spilling the coffee on my knee at the car shop in Santa Monica and then calling the ambulance. And then I just remember the ENT coming in slow motion and he was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I just like have this vision in my head (laughs) so every time I hear like tea like spilled I'm like beautiful attractive ENT man running to my rescue (laughs) (laughs) 
So, yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, it's one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. It's so painful. How did you spill it? We were in the car and like we went through a drive through and I got hot tea. And like I think I just like put it between my knees for a second or something like that. And then it like I can't remember exactly what happened. But yeah, it spilled all over my leg. And it was like it's crazy because at first you're like, oh, that hurts. Like that hurts a lot. But it's later that it gets so much worse. Yes. I remember I spilled, I don't know how I did it, but I spilled like a whole thing of coffee. And it, at first it was like this, you know, really intense pain. But I was like, oh, it's fine. They're like, do you want us to call an ambulance? I was like, no, it's fine. And then I sat there and I, then I started getting nauseous. And I was like, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe this is not fine. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times in life. So the reason I was asking about the doctor <laughs> situation. So here I do have a conventional doctor through my insurance. And I've, I think I've talked about this before as well. But <sighs> it's hard to find, I know friends, it is hard to find a conventional doctor who tests what you want to be testing. And I, I don't want to judge the whole system, but I have personally found it hard to find a doctor who is really in line with my thinking, who's on my insurance. So where I have landed is I have found a conventional doctor through my insurance, so everything's covered, who will literally just test whatever I want him to test. Like, I don't think he really knows or cares. So, (laughs) like, what do you want to test? And I just give them, like, a laundry list. And then they just, like, check it all off. But the reason I thought about this, I was talking about Inside Tracker and APOB. I don't get my blood drawn at the office because I have in the past fainted. So I'd like to just go where I like to go, which is a certain lab core. Like I like my routine. So they give me the order form and then I leave. And every time, every time they give me the order form where they filled it out per my recommendations. And then I see all the other tests I want on it. And I'm like, can I just like click off these boxes? (laughs) Like, like, will they, you think they'll remember that I didn't... (laughs) So last time, the, the one I saw was April B, and I was like, ah, I just want to check the box. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, though. So um, <laughs> I'll just get it from Inside Tracker. To wrap this all up, oh my gosh, I've talked the whole episode with this one question, and you haven't even answered yet. <laughs> okay. So Inside Tracker, they do have blood testing and they have genetic testing as well. And what's really cool is they will show you when you get back your blood results, what your genetic tendencies are. So you know if you're doing worse or better than your genetics might indicate. Because as we know, or maybe we don't, but I think it's becoming more well-known that epigenetics are highly much more influential than genetics. So just if you have a genetic tendency towards something doesn't mean that you are destined to that, your diet and lifestyle have a much more profound effect. Even genes that people think are deterministic. So for example, people often think that the APOE4 gene for Alzheimer's is deterministic, but it actually is not. It's actually something that people can, you know, really take agency with, with their diet and lifestyle. So if you'd like to try Inside Tracker, our link for that is you can get 20% off their plan. Just go to insidetracker.com slash IF podcast. 
So that's 20% off at insidetracker.com slash ifpodcast. And I will say one last thing. One of my favorite things about Inside Tracker is you can upload your own labs as well. So for example, those results that I get back from my doctor, I upload them into the portal and you can see over time, you can track everything. And it's been a game changer for me. It makes charts, it makes graphs. It really just gives me sanity and peace when it comes to my blood work. So Dina, you were probably hoping I was going to give you a food sensitivity test and I did not. So (laughs) Vanessa, what are your thoughts? No, I think she was asking about the stuff that you've talked about before. Okay. You think so? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't actually prepare an answer because I don't have any to recommend. And I, as soon as I saw the question, I was like, oh, she's probably asking about like what the Zoe one is. Cause I know you guys talked about it a lot in the past, or maybe it was inside tracker, but she's, I think she's, I could be wrong. (laughs) Dina, I apologize if I'm wrong, but I think Dina's asking about the one that you have recommended in the past about the Zoe. Oh, right, because she's it's written in past tense. What is the blood test or genetic testing did you recommend uh, that you recommended? Oh, well, that was a nice recap then of <laughs> Hi friends. We are so honored to be sponsored in part today by NutriSense. You guys hear us talk about continuous glucose monitors, aka CGMs, all the time on this show. And in particular, we love NutriSense, and here is why. NutriSense not only provides a 24-7 moving picture of your glucose values, they also offer a unique opportunity for self-discovery. So imagine this. You have a meal, and then you notice a spike in your glucose levels. So you think, hmm, that didn't go well. But here's the magic. Tomorrow, you can make a simple change. You can swap whatever you were eating for something else. Now you have real-time data to evaluate the impact. Maybe instead of that fruit, you have some vegetables. Maybe instead of that oatmeal, you have some yogurt. Maybe instead of that steak, you have some fruit. The continuous feedback loop that you can get with a NutriSense CGM empowers you to make quick, informed iterations with your meals. Maybe the change results in a completely normal glucose level, or maybe it's still a little bit high, but significantly better. Armed with this knowledge, you can refine your choices further, rapidly steering your glucose values back to the normal range. Without a continuous glucose monitor, honestly, you're just guessing and assuming that what you're doing is working. And when you go test your blood sugar levels at the doctor, that's just a snapshot of that one moment in time. It's not telling you what actually was happening throughout the day all the time. What makes NutriSense truly transformative is its ability to create lasting habits and intrinsic motivation. So instead of relying on generic advice from professionals or online sources or us, you have personalized real-time data from your own body. When you see the direct impact of your choices, it will resonate on a whole new level. This newfound awareness becomes the driving force, making it easier than ever to stay motivated and committed to your health journey. I promise you, friends, it's like opening your eyes to the secret to lasting change because it gives you this empowering knowledge that you just didn't have before. So if you're looking to take charge of your health, gain real insights into your body and make sustainable, positive changes, NutriSense is your ultimate partner. Join them and us on this journey of discovery and unlock your full health potential. Get started today at NutriSense.com slash podcast and receive a $30 discount off of your first month, which includes two CGM sensors, free shipping and professional nutritionist support. That's nutrisense.com slash IF podcast for a $30 discount off your first month with two CGM sensors, free shipping and professional nutritionist support, which by the way, I get a lot of feedback on just how helpful that nutritionist support is. It's so easy. You can talk to them in real time in the app 
and they can really help you make sense of all the data that you receive from your continuous glucose monitor. Nutrisense.com slash podcast. And I am just so grateful to Nutrisense for helping support today's show. <laughs> okay. Shall we answer another question? Yeah, I would love to. And this one is much more in Vanessa's court. So... So this comes from Nikki. The subject is leptin resistance. And Nikki says, hi, Melanie and Vanessa. I suspect I have leptin resistance in addition to insulin resistance. And I was wondering if you can give some advice on how to tackle this. I know some say to do low carb, but by way of background, I have a history of very restrictive dieting in my 20s, which then led to years of binge eating disorder. While I am no longer binging, I don't restrict foods because it would trigger binge eating. I practice intuitive eating and food freedom, but within the context of prioritizing protein and crowding out the more processed foods as much as possible. So while I do eat pretty well, going keto or low carb isn't really an option for me, but I do have Vanessa's tone device and I get into quote light fat burning mode every day. So I don't want to think my carbs are out of control. And I do want to clarify for listeners because we've mentioned tone now twice with Vanessa, but it's actually not this thing. So we mentioned her tone protein and we mentioned her tone red light panels. This is actually her tone ketone breath analyzer device. Is that also the same link that you gave? It's also at ketogenic girl. Yes. It's the the tone device, the original tone device. So different thing there. So she says, I do have Vanessa's tone device and I get into light fat burning mode every day, so I don't think my carbs are out of control. The other advice I hear is to stop eating after dark, but that's easier said than done when you're hungry at night due to the leptin resistance. I always feel hungry right before bed, even when I've had a great day of nourishing food. No amount of protein makes me not hungry at night, lol. Will more aggressive fasting, 24-plus hour fasts, lower my leptin levels like they lower insulin levels. Do you have any other suggestions for how to tackle this problem? Thanks, ladies. Nikki. So this is a Vanessa question. I really love this question. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for submitting this question and and providing so much background. Now, leptin is is such a fascinating hormone because it's it's a more recently discovered hormone, so we're still learning so much about it. And I definitely talk about it on my other podcast, Optimal Protein Podcast, quite a bit. And I think that, you know, keto, as you mentioned, is definitely a great tool for lowering leptin, but I do have some other tips for you. The first one would be to test your leptin levels because then you can really know for sure if you have leptin resistance. So actually, Dr. Rick Johnson, I interviewed him one of the interviews I did with him on the podcast, he talked about the specific range of leptin that you would should look for, for it to be optimal. So I have to find that episode for you. But the first thing I would do is test because you said, you know, that you suspect that you have leptin resistance and insulin resistance, but I think it'd be good to confirm it, to know, because then you can know if these strategies and, and tools will sort of help with that. What's so interesting about leptin is that you kind of want to have this sort of Goldilocks amount of it. You don't want to have too little leptin. You don't want to have too much. And leptin is basically secreted from our fat cells, especially after we eat. And they are supposed to signal to the brain when they dock on the leptin receptors in the brain that we should stop eating now because we have enough fuel on board. And the fact that you said that you have this sort of 
insatiable hunger at night. It sounds like it could potentially be connected to that. And so if your leptin signaling is blocked, and what's really fascinating is if you have insulin resistance, insulin actually competes at a similar receptor site for a leptin. So if you have a lot of insulin floating around, then you could potentially be impeding that docking, that that leptin docking. So the brain is not getting the signal that you have enough energy and also you're not able to then turn on sort of the fat burning as well, which is what happens in a lot of cases with obese people is that it's a problem with leptin signaling. So one of the best things that you can do is actually, like you mentioned, is not eating at night. It's, it's closing your eating window early on the day because a lot of that that signaling with leptin actually happens around midnight. So if you've just eaten a big meal before you go to bed, then you also may be interfering with the leptin docking. So it's definitely one of the the big, you know, sort of strategies. I would also recommend like getting your circadian rhythm synced up well, you know, getting morning light can really help with the cascade of hormones that's triggered from from melanopsin in the eye detecting morning light. That specific light wavelengths that you get in the morning, they trigger a lot of hormonal cascades. So it could really help support that. You mentioned that like you prioritize protein and you know you crowd out the more processed foods as much as possible and i think that's a really great strategy as far as fasting like sort of doing extended fasting 24 hour plus fast that definitely is something that will lower both insulin resistance and leptin resistance so that's one of the things that is attributed to keto is that it lowers leptin so it definitely could be something, especially because there is this interrelationship between insulin and leptin as well. So if you lower blood glucose, you lower you know, insulin, you're going to also be able to lower leptin levels. So I haven't looked at specific research on leptin and doing extended fast. I don't know if you have, Melanie, and maybe you have anything to add on this question. I have not looked at it in extended fasting So actually, I do have a question for you because you're talking about testing leptin levels. Like when do you test that and what's the timeline of leptin in the system? And and does leptin in the bloodstream reflect, like what does it actually tell you? It's actually a question we should have Dr. Rick on for (laughs) when we have him on. When we have him on, we should, yeah, I'll make a note. So he knows a lot about this. He does and he tests for leptin in his, like with his patients. And he knows a lot about it. I mean, he wrote a lot about it in his book, but he also has, you know, he knows what that sort of optimal amount of leptin, like what healthy leptin looks like so that you are at getting the proper signaling. And, you know, when, when leptin is really elevated, it means that it's not docking because it's leftover circulating in the blood. But I don't know what the ideal time is for it. I don't know if there is an ideal time. Like, I don't know if you would get different measurements at different times of day because it is secreted after you eat from your fat cells. So it's a great question and a great question for Rick. So I'm going to make a note now because we are bringing him on. That's going to be so fun. Vanessa and I are Rick Johnson fangirls. (laughs) 
I showed Vanessa this. I got so happy the other day. He he wanted to know how I enjoyed the Taylor Swift concert and said I looked like Taylor Swift at the concert and my day, my like life was made. <laughs> I was like, it's the nicest, precious man. Precious gem of a man. And he loves musicals. His daughter is very musically talented and his son. So it's so cool that I love when there are families like that that are like sciencey and creative. Yeah, it's really interesting. So... Okay, that was a fantastic answer. I knew Vanessa would be able to do that much more justice than I can because I haven't done a lot of research into leptin, and I really probably should. The only thing I will add on is two things. So this – well, three things. One, Vanessa, do you have thoughts on – is it Jack Cruz, the leptin reset diet? Yes, he has a great leptin reset protocol. So that might be something to check out. I have not done it, but I I just know, especially when I was really steeped more in the low carb world and, you know, gallivanting about the forums and such, I would see people talking about his work a lot. So that might be something to check out. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then two other things. So I completely hear you and understand. And first of all, congratulations with no longer struggling with the binging or no longer binging. I don't know if you're struggling with it emotionally. I am happy for you that you are finding what works for you. So I'm wondering two things. One, so you're crowding out the processed foods as much as possible. I wonder if you're still maybe, like I was talking about earlier with how I react to the muffin, for example. I wonder if you're still eating something that is creating a blood sugar drop and a response. Like if you're eating something that is not serving you. And if that's the case, of course, we don't want you to fall into a restrictive pattern or the binge eating or anything like that. So I just wonder if that is the case, if instead it's possible to have a sort of paradigm shift where it's not about restricting, but maybe focusing on what you can eat. So Maybe you could try an experiment for just a day. I, like, I don't know if this is happening every night for her. Always feel hungry right before bed. So what if you tried like one day where you only ate whole foods, like nourishing whole foods to abundance, so no restriction, and just see how that affects your hunger before bed. Oh, also, this would be a great time to try a CGM like we talked about earlier, you could see when you're hungry at night, if it is from a blood sugar drop, actually you might want to start there or do that as one of the first things, because then you'll know in that hungry moment, are you having a blood sugar drop or not? And that will be so telling. So again, Nutrisense.io slash I podcast coupon code I podcast for $30 off. And then my last recommendation would be, I know you are eating nourishing food, but really focusing on high nutrient rich food. It could be like a micronutrient deficiency of some sort. So I don't know what you're eating, but seafood and and meat and fish and, and things really, really high in nutrients, maybe egg yolks, if that's something that works for you. I just find that when people focus on nutrition, that that can really move the needle for some people. So yeah. That's yeah, that's a great tip. And I, I'm a huge fan of of making liver pate and having it once or twice a month just for that nutrient density. But I love that you brought up the leptin 
reset protocol by Dr. Chad Cruz. And I know that his recommendation is to have like 50, 50, I think it's around 50 grams of protein. When you wake up, right? Yeah. Within half an hour to an hour of waking. There's also a book, a really interesting book by an author who, he wrote a book on leptin going through all the research and, and science on it. And he says, you know, make sure, you know, you get that protein, but also no snacking between meals is like a really important thing for, for lowering leptin. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of the last thing that I wanted to add, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of things you can do to reset it. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. Yes. Please keep us updated. All right. Well, this has been absolutely wonderful. So a few things for listeners before we go. If you would like to submit your own questions for the show, you can directly email questions at ifpodcast.com or you can go to ifpodcast.com and you can submit questions there. The show notes for this episode, which will have links to everything that we talked about, which is a lot of things, as well as a full transcript, that is at ifpodcast.com slash episode 322. And then you can follow us on Instagram. We are ifpodcast. I am Melanie Avalon and Vanessa is ketogenic girl, right? (laughs) Yes. I think that is all the things. Anything from you, Vanessa, before we go? No, I I really enjoyed all the questions and I can't wait to record the next one. Me too. All right. Well, I will talk to you next week. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Please remember, everything we discussed on this show does not constitute medical advice and no patient-doctor relationship is formed. If you enjoyed the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. We couldn't do this without our amazing team. Administration by Sharon Merriman. Editing by Podcast Doctors. Show notes and artwork by Brianna Joyner. Transcripts by Speech Docs. And original theme composed by Leland Cox and recomposed by Steve Saunders. See you next week.